Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in your day. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing. Welcome to Sasha Spins. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about we are talking about, whew, I just, I'm really excited because I, first and foremost, I have some news that I'm really excited to share, but I think I'll be able to officially share it next week, but it lends me to what I want to talk about today, which is appreciating what you have now. So I took a break for a couple of weeks. The past couple of weeks have just been really busy and just with everything going on with Dante Wright and the Derek Chauvin trial, I've just really been more mindful of how I'm using social media and as work picked up and my extracurriculars picked up. Well, not extracurriculars. These are just things that I have going on on the sidelines. I did my workshop. That was amazing. I hit the attendance that I wanted to. It was such a great conversation, really great attendance. People showed up with amazing questions. And that's probably my favorite part of workshops because no one wants to be talked at, right? Like all of these trainings we go to, and now we're especially living in a Zoom world and it's so much harder to be interactive with people because you're not in a room with them physically. You're staring at them behind a screen. And because we all spend so much time behind a screen, it's easy to like fall asleep and doze off and just be really disengaged. So I love when people have questions and we have conversations because diversity, equity, inclusion, and representation, these are things that are not the most comfortable things to talk about, but they're the most necessary things that we need to be talking about in our society to change, to make change and to move the needle to create a more equal and equitable society for everyone. It takes everyone. And even though my workshop came from a fitness industry and wellness perspective, these are tools that I specifically geared it towards a mindfulness perspective, what I was sharing about in my last podcast, because I don't want these to be only tools that people take into their workspaces. I want these to become a part of our values, a part of our mindset. I want it to impact how we behave, how we treat others, how we show up inside of our fitness industries and in in our spaces and outside of our spaces. So that was just a great conversation. You don't know what you don't know. So I love when people ask and they are able, I wanted to keep the group small. I had 15 people sign up and that's kind of what I wanted to cap it at because any larger, and I feel like people kind of get a little lost or they're maybe a little shy to ask things that they normally would feel comfortable doing in a smaller group environment. So I wanted to keep it really small, really intimate, and um, I'm still getting feedback, some things that I could implement later. Like for example, I planned it for an hour and 15 minutes and it ended up being an hour and 45 minutes, which is fantastic because I could talk about that. I could talk about you know everything forever, but some people may have only budgeted an hour and 15 minutes and they wanted to stay a little bit longer, but they weren't able to. So I want to, that's probably one thing that I'll probably tweak about it, but I'm still receiving feedback and you know official feedback form But from what I've heard out the gate, it was people found it really helpful and really transformative and really informational. And that's like really good feedback to me. So I know 
how to move going forward. And I may make this a monthly thing. I may make it a quarterly offering, but just really excited about that. But yeah, I've been a little bit busier. So I've just been trying to just be more mindful of my social media use, how I'm showing up in spaces and protecting my peace, protecting my energy, because with everything going on, it's just very draining. Like I was just hearing about the army lieutenant that was pulled over and assaulted pepper spray, you know, just crazy. I was just getting informed about that. And then one of my girlfriends, she messaged me about Dante Wright. So it was just a lot of just information coming at me at one time. And when things like that happen, when I notice that it starts to affect my just how I process things and and, and starts to feel very draining, that's my cue to like log off. And I think like, I, I talked about this on Instagram a little bit, but there is absolutely room to, you can stay informed in a way, but also prioritize and protect your peace and your overall well-being. So that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to make a point to be protective of my peace and just kind of log off when I notice myself starting to feel drained. So there is room for that. I encourage you to make room for that and know that the block button is your friend. The mute button is your friend. The unfollow button is your friend. You are not obligated to give anyone your time or attention. Not everyone is entitled to your conversation. So preserve and conserve your energy. You do not have to be engaged with everyone. And that's something that I absolutely talk about so much. I'll already know this. If you follow me on Instagram in any capacity, or you've listened to this podcast for any significant period of time, you already know that I'm so, I'm such a fierce advocate and proponent of protecting your peace, protecting your joy, protecting your energy and your overall happiness. So just know that you can absolutely stay informed, but you can also log off and just like protect yourself. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been cooling. i with work and a lot of other things coming down the pipeline. I just needed to take a beat, just take a little bit more time to myself. And now I'm like back and I'm just thinking about this, um, what I want to share and I can't share it just yet, but next week, stay tuned. Next week, stay tuned. Um, let's talk about it then. But just being grateful for the things that you have now. And it's so easy for us to take what we have for granted. And we think and we hope and we dream and we pray so much on things. And then when we get them, how easy it is for us to forget how much we longed for it, how much we wanted it, how much we, it was something that we didn't have. It was a lack we felt within us. But then when we get it, it's almost fleeting. We just take it for granted. And in this Over the past year, I've tried to be really mindful of that, not taking things for granted because there are so many, 2020 knocked so many things off balance, so many things off path that we may have been thinking of that I know I myself was working towards. It knocked so many things off path. And even though I can look back on it in hindsight and be like, that absolutely worked out the way it was supposed to, like... It's funny, I was just talking to Snow Bay about this. I was like, life must be lived moving forward in the present, but we only understand it looking backwards into the past. And then 
if we do not learn from those things, we are bound to repeat them in our future, those mistakes. So it's very curious how the circle of life works because literally it is a circle, but sometimes it's not really a circle. Sometimes it's just straight up linear and we live our life moving forward every single day that we wake up and we are gifted with another day on this planet. We're living it moving forward in a very linear fashion, but to understand some things and to appreciate some things, sometimes we have to look back on the past. And I think about the days that I wanted to work from home. Like I've still been working from home for over a year now and I have loved every single freaking minute of it and I'm so hesitant. I'm like honestly scared. I'm not ready to go back because I remember those days where I... I wanted to work from home and that was denied to me. It's so funny, actually, like two or three weeks before we were all sent home in my office, I put in a telework request and it was denied. And my team lead said, we think that we would just like for everyone to be in the office every single day. But she was working from home twice a week. One of my coworkers was working from home once a week and another one of my coworkers, one of my direct team leads, um, or not team leads, but all of, we were a team of four. And so the team lead, she was working from home two days a week. And then one of my counterparts on the team was working from home one day a week. And then another girl was working from home two days a week. And, but when it came to me, they were like, oh no, we want you in the office every single day. And I was so frustrated because I was like, everything that I can do from here in the office, I can absolutely do at home and I can do it so much better. I can be more efficient. And so when they denied my request, I was so frustrated. And I was like, man, I need to start looking for another another place of employment uh, that I can do the similar work in, but I'm able to work from home. And then three weeks later, two, three weeks later, they sent us all home and we've been home since then. And I have never taken this work from home situation for granted every single day. I am so grateful for a myriad of reasons, mostly because my coworkers are nasty asses and they don't be wearing their masks. <laughs> like some of them are back in the office because they like being back in the office. But, um, even when I see them on two-way meetings, like I'll see them on the meetings and they'll be in the conference room with each other and they're not wearing their masks. Or other times, um, what is it? I would see them. I was, I, my, um, my cubicle was right by the, it was not too far off from the little, one of those little kitchenette things we had. And I would peek in there and I would see people do all types of dirty things like wash, um, friggin' blow their nose, touch all over counters and not wash their hands. So I'm like, we got to wear a whole parallelogram and we don't know what is causing this. And y'all nasty fools ain't washing your hands. Absolutely not. I'm not trying to be here around y'all sneezing into their hands. Oh my goodness, y'all. I could go on about this forever. But anyways, you know, I am so happy to be at home working with Snow Bay, like every single day with him is so amazing. And this is like the first, we've been together for 10 years. We've been married for almost five years now, but this is the most amount of time we've ever spent with each other. And minus his snoring at night, (laughs) it's absolutely been amazing for our marriage. I love being around him. Like 
he probably could use a little bit less time around me, but he, I will like give him his breaks. Like we're still in this one bedroom apartment. So we give each other our space as much as we can, but I just love being around him. And I feel like we've grown. I feel like we've learned from one another. And I've just never taken this time at home for granted because it was something that I knew that I was not cut out for the corporate environment. I've always known that about myself, but you know, you, you're, you're told this narrative to have a really good job. You go to college and then when you graduate college, maybe you go to your master, you get your master's or you get another degree, but either ways, your goal is to end up working in a corporate environment, making money, paying off your student loans, like all of these things. And so I always thought that that was a natural path for me. But after being in a corporate environment for like two, three years, the first environment I thought maybe was just the environment in and of itself. And then I switched to another office that was a little bit better, but it never sat right with me. I knew that the corporate just office structure was not for me. And I've I've known that for a number of years, but I also have just been afraid to kind of like take that leap to what else is beyond a corporate environment. And so that is starting to come for me over the past year as I've built up myself to where I want to be Hopefully someday soon I can be in a place where I'm able to leave the corporate environment and, you know, get my solopreneur on and work for myself. And I remember I I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do this if it wasn't for just this space that comes with being at home and not having to worry about my commute. Those two hours you get back to yourself on a daily basis, it's like You can do so much with that time. And just we are given so much in this life. And sometimes it's so easy for us to think about, I want this, I want this, I want that. Because our society, it's it's a very... It's a consumeristic society. We're we're worried about getting, 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 buying, 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 using, consuming, constant consumption. And it's unethical consumption. And not only is it unethical some consumption, it's also mindless consumption because we're just like we're 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 just gluttonous in our pursuit of things and materialism and items that we don't take the time sometimes to just sit back and appreciate the things that we do have now. And when I sit down and I look at my life, like, no, I don't live in this amazing, beautiful house. No, I don't drive a fancy car. I don't even own my car. The car in the garage is Snowbase car. Like, <laughs> like, it's not my car. But I remember the days where I only had to rely on public transportation. And if it wasn't public transportation, then your girl was Ubering or she was walking. You know, so just to have access to a car, you know, to be able to use Snowbase car, that's something I'm endlessly grateful for. And growing up in a household where we didn't have like fancy name brand this, name brand that. I remember the first car that I drove was a beat up two-tone station wagon. And I had my brother's car seat in the back because I would have to drop him off to school. So your girl has never been a luxury, fancy, brand new, anything car. And um, I remember going to the bank one day and the security, I going to the bank with my mom, dropping her off. I dropped her off at the bank and I sat in the car and waited. And the security guard came by and he was like motion for me to roll down my window. I was like 16 or 17 at the time. You know, when you get your permit and you're learning how to get your light, you're, you're taking all the hours so you can get your license and stuff. So anyways, he comes over and he's like, you know what? You are always going to be one humble young lady because driving around in something like this, it will humble you for life. <laughs> like that's how shitty the car was, y'all. 
like all of these years later, I remember him saying that. And it's true because for me, I just need something that's going to get me to from point A to point B. With a, would a luxury car be super nice? Hell yeah. But I'm happy for what I have. And it's the same with my one bedroom apartment here in Arlington. I remember the days that I was living in freaking Baltimore and I hated where I was living. And then I moved out here to Virginia and I was living in Vienna and I hated it. And I was like, I can't wait till I can get to a place where I can move to the city or at least maybe Arlington. So I'll be closer to DC. And I've been living in Arlington now since 2014. And I have loved every single year of it to the point where for the past two or three years, Snow Bay has been talking about moving like to false church. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to move because I love it here so much. And are we living in like luxury? Absolutely not. You know, this is the one bedroom apartment. It's so funny. We've lived here for so long. They're finally kicking us out so they can renovate our apartment. Like literally all of the other apartments around us have been renovated. They've been doing construction for like the past freaking year and a half on everything and our place is one of our apartment is one of the last places that is going to be renovated so we have to move but we're just moving upstairs we're we're still in the same building but (laughs) they sent us a letter like girl y'all gotta get the hell up out of here you 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 don't gotta leave per se we'll put you in another unit but we need to renovate your apartment but yeah our little one bedroom apartment you know i got the white fridge i got the popcorn ceilings like we are not balling by any means but i'm grateful to be here because i remember the days where i wanted to be here i remember the days that i wanted to coach cycling at the studios that i'm coaching at now and 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 to be an ambassador for the organizations and the companies that I'm an ambassador for now and to, you know, just all of these things. I sit back and I think about my life and I'm so grateful for things. And I'm not saying I don't covet things. I'm not saying I'm the most humblest person ever. Your girl ain't the Dalai Lama. Like, obviously, there are things that I want, but I'm just grateful for where I'm at because I remember the days that I didn't have a lot and everything that I have in this world, everything I have in life, I've worked for like save for like the gifts that Snowbase bought me and my siblings have bought me and you know the night some of the nicer things that I've absolutely bought myself like Snowbay buy me some nice things but mostly I buy the nice things like I, I, I buy it for me but I'm grateful for the opportunities that have put me in a place to get those things like over quarantine I've been able to pay down two student loans and I remember the days where I graduated when I first graduated from college and they started sending those letters. There were some days where I had to decide between, okay, am I paying rent? Am I paying my student loans or am I eating? And that sounds like very moving on up. (laughs) But like those were the decisions I had to make because I wasn't making enough and I was I was living by myself. I moved to Baltimore to like prove a point that I could do it on my own. In hindsight, I would have definitely stayed my ass in my parents' house and built up some savings. But like I said, you don't know what you don't know. To learn life, you gotta look at it in the rear view, but you gotta live it moving forward. So I I wanted to assert my independence and be like, I got me. So I was getting these student loan bills and some of them I like didn't I would get late payments on. I wouldn't pay them for two or three months. Like I, But I would look at them and I would be so stressed because I'm like, how am I ever going to pay this off? This amount was unmanageable. It was freaking crazy. And now I'm in this place where the end of paying off my student loans, it's I can see it. 
Like I can see myself getting to the end of that journey, that finish, that finish line is coming into view. And I'm like, I can't wait for it. And I'm so grateful to have been employed during this pandemic. Like I was absolutely frustrated that I wasn't able to leave my full-time job for something else. But at the same time, am I grateful to absolutely be employed? Hell yeah. Because looking back on it, how many people are still going without as a result of this pandemic? So who am I to complain that I I, I get to do my work <laughs> that I may not always love all the time, but that I'm good at and that I'm able to get a paycheck and, and earn a paycheck and, and live comfortably and not know where my ne- not have to worry about where my next meal is coming from. If there's going to be a roof over my head every single month that I have a healthy and supportive husband living with me. Like these are sometimes things that we shouldn't take for granted, but we live in this world and we live in this society where we're like always moving towards the next thing and coveting things and looking at other things like, I can't wait till I get this. I can't wait till I get that. You know, we're all wanty, right? Like I I always think about a few of my favorite things. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I always like to say it's a very wanty song and, you know, we're always desiring the next thing, but sometimes it's like real good to just sit down and think about what you have now and be so grateful for it. And if nothing else, this past year, I think, has probably done a really good job of making us reflect on that and just practice gratitude. Like with every single day, just practice gratitude. Like I wake up every morning, I have like a series of things that I do. And this for the past like two weeks, I've gone up, I've woken up and I've gone on a walk every single morning. And it's been great. Like, and on my walk, I'll pray or I'll do a list of the things that I'm grateful for. I'll listen to an ebook. I'll meditate. Like, it's just great. But every single morning, like before I was going on my walks, what I would do is I would wake up. Snow Bay often wakes up before me so he can head to the gym and get his workout on and stuff. Like, your girl's got to get back to her morning workouts. I've kind of fallen off of those. <laughs> but, you know, I wake, so I wake up. It's just me. I'll make the bed. And as I'm making the bed, I'll either pray or just, you know, list off the things that I'm grateful for. And I've been doing that for probably since before the pandemic started. But with everything being so bleak, I really wanted to make it a point to get into this gratitude habit. So ever since the pandemic started, I've really woken up every single day and just listed off the things that I'm grateful for or prayed. And I really think that's been helpful on my journey to gratitude and just expressing joy and appreciation for the things that I have and my blessings. So if you're not one of those people that believes in prayer, like I will always say prayer is is real. Like I'm not here to push it on you, but if it's something you do, you know it's real, you know you feel it in your spirit, you literally just sit there and count your blessings. The other day I was gratitude journaling and it just really turned into me just writing down all of the things that I felt that I, all the blessings that I had in my life, all the things that I was grateful for. So if you're not a person that prays, if if prayer is not for you, then you can sit there and you can gratitude journal and write down the things that you are grateful for. Or you can even speak those out into existence as you're making your bed or as you're making your coffee or as you're just going about your day. Maybe you have a quiet moment in your day and you just sit there and think about all the things that you're grateful for. And I think that when we, when we start to do that, when we become grateful for the things we already have and the things that we've been given, we covet things less. We're less envious. We're less jealous. We're less wanty. We're less likely to waste our money on, on things. 
<laughs> and we're less likely to fall into the trap of comparison, wanting something just because it's something someone else have, has, or you saw that person with that and you think that it would improve the quality. As soon as you get that thing, it'll improve the quality of your life. How many times has that happened? Has you, have you told yourself, well, oh, as soon as I lose five pounds, I'll be happy. Or as soon as I get that thing, I'll be happy. And then you get it and you're happy for like, or you feel contentment for like two or three days. And then after two or three weeks, and then after that, you're like, okay, what's next? You feel that joy run off because your happiness is not in material possessions and weight and all of these little vanity metrics. It's in those things that cannot be quantified. It's in those things that we can't touch. The things that we are grateful for is in our friendships, the relationships that we build with people, the gifts that we've been given from the universe or from God, like our our strengths, the relationships that we build with people, you know, those are where our greatness lies. That's where our gratitude lies. That's where we should find joy in things. Like the seed of joy is not measured in your possessions. It's measured in how you treat people, the relationships that you build, just the things that we find that we are grateful for. So as I've taken this time away, it's just really made me think about those things. And we're still, we're coming out of this pandemic. You know, everybody's getting vaccinated and that's fantastic. If you're a woman, PS, and you got the Johnson and Johnson vaccination, please be mindful. Please be careful. Please be careful. Check in with your body. Listen to your body. Don't brush anything off. I'm not trying to fear monger, but there's just so much going on in the news with the Johnson and Johnson vaccination. So just be mindful of that. But yeah, so as we're getting vaccinated and the lockdowns are easing and we're moving back to what 2019 was, I don't want us to take everything that we've learned from this past year and shove it all away. You know, take and not and continue to not take things for granted. Wow, I just got like <laughs> got a little tripped up that your girl got a little emotional. But yeah, if you're ready to go, if you're going back to these streets, like we're all ready to get back to these streets, okay? I get it. But just take that mindfulness with you. Take that mindfulness practice with you. Take that gratitude practice with you. Be grateful for the things that you've been given. And if you are still alive in 2021, if you have your health in 2021, if you got a steady job slash paycheck in 2021, if you got a roof over your head in 2021, if you got a car in 2021, you're not wearing where your next meal is coming from in 2021, you got a lot to be grateful for. And you may not think about it that way, but you have a lot to be grateful for because there are so many people who are looking at you wanting the things that you have. And if we could all put our troubles into a uh, into a big pile after you see everyone else's troubles, I bet you'll be reaching for yours back. So as we get back to normal, as we get back to what 2019 was, don't take certain things back into, don't carry those things forward into 2021 with you. Be mindful practice your gratitude and just list off your blessings because I promise you, you got, you are very blessed and you got a lot to be grateful for. So if you are interested in sharing the things that you're grateful for with me, I'm absolutely ready to hear it. I could sit here and list off everything, but y'all, we would be here for a minute. So I'm just going to cut it off here. I'm just going to cut it off here. You can find me on Instagram at the Sasha Whitney, or you can shoot me a voice note on Anchor FM. And until next time, peace out and stay tuned. Next week, I'm going to drop some exciting news. So hope you come back and just have a beautiful, 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 beautiful day. 
Until next time, peace out.